Hey, yo, internets. This portion of the Combat Jack Show is sponsored by Bevel, the superior shaving system designed for people with coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. Internets, 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 man. We got merchandise popping. You know what I'm saying? The, the website is kicking. But listen, this right here is on the other level. Go to getbevel.com. Punch in the promo code FREEJACK, like me, FREEJACK, F-R-E-E-J-A-C-K, to get free on your orders for the next 30 days, man. Stop fucking around. Go to getbevel.com. Punch in free jack as your promo jack, as your promo code. They'll know who the fuck sent you. Don't tell them it was combat jack. Tell them it was Lord Bevel. Now run, run, run. Go, scatter, and shave like a fucking boss. And now back to the show. Yo, internet, you are tuned into the Combat Jack Show, combatjack.com. Listen, listen, listen. Right now, we got the crazy, crazy merch campaign going on, man. Like, we we, we, we rolled out some amazing T-shirts, particularly the T-shirts for the ladies. I want I want, I want, want at least 80% of my women followership, man, to, 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 to get these T-shirts, man. We got, we got pink. We got yellow. Is that it? We got all sizes, right? I want to see women flourish, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? The Combat Jack Show realizes that women are the major key. My niggas, I know I fuck with y'all, and I always got y'all, but I got this revelation, man. Women are the major key. So women, ladies, if you listen to the Combat Jack Show, go to go to, to Shopify, right? What's, what's, the, what's the site? You can go to Powerstone. Okay. Go to, go to CombatJackShow.com. Get the link. Come on, support us. We've been giving you this free, incredible content for the past six years. It's amazing. Before we jump into the show, man, I'm really, really excited, man, because... It's not every day I sit down with, with a legend, man, particularly a legend that's not usually in, in this region, man, in this New York region. And, um, you know, I'm one of those um, old school New York, you know, fans that, you know, back in the day, if you weren't from New York, you wasn't popping. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't fucking with y'all. Like, like y'all, ain't, y'all ain't supposed to pop outside the, 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 the tri-state region, man. But, you know, from early on, man, when I heard, the, when I heard these, these people's music and this man's music in particular, man, I was like, yo. Like the South is really doing it, man. But before we get into that, man, let, I'm, I got this little flu bug in my in my throat right now, and, and I need some energy, man. So let me crack open this monster right here. Ah, let me just let me mm, feel that energy coursing through my veins right now. Internet's is popping. So anyway, let's get to this, man. Special thanks to our friends over at Monster. Thank you, man, and, and I, I'm glad that you support us, and we'll continue to supporting you. Yo. Um, like I said, legend, and I don't throw that term out easily. You man, fuck it, man. Like the like the South is on top right now. The South is everywhere, but we got to talk to this pioneer that really carried the shit on his back. Yo, let's introduce and welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Mister Willie D. What's up, Willie? I'm good, man. Thank yeah? you for having me, man. Yo, it's been a Big long day. time, man, I, since I saw you, man. I, I know, I know. It's too long. We can't make, let that happen. <laughs> nah, again, man, man. Nah, man. Um, we can't let that happen again. How, really? How often are you in New York, man? Probably about a couple times a year since okay. since my daughter uh, goes to school here. Right, uh, she's been in school here about three years now, so I, I come out here for her. But other than that, you know, I don't. I'm I'm really not in the city. What What is she studying? Uh, political science. Really? Uh, yeah, she just got a, a, a full ride law degree. 
Really? Yeah, you know, so she, she's... Yo, congratulations, man. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. She, yeah, yeah, she, yeah she's, she's about to go to law school. Yo, I love, I love yeah. when I see um, rappers and MCs of a certain age or of a certain generation, like, putting their kids through school, like, through rap, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, brothers like yeah. D-Nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, like brothers that really, like, put their... It's, it's, it's amazing, man. And I definitely commend you, man, because at the end of the day, man, we get a bad rap still. Yeah. We get a bad rap still. Here's the thing, you know, the thing is that I hear a lot of people talk, speaking down on rap. And, still, right? Yeah. And, 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 like, especially, like, when something goes bad, like, all of the societal ills are blamed basically on rappers. You know, most, most everything is, is, is rappers, it's athletes, it's, it's, it's people in the entertainment it's industry. It's black people. It's black yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. A, that's the bigger picture. That's true. That's true. And, but, but also one of the biggest things is that the way I feel, I, I look at it like this. If you're going to blame hip hop for your child's shortcomings or the things that, that, that's wrong with society or when your kid don't perform at an optimum level, your child become a crackhead. Mm. <laughs> You know, he drop out of school, fighting the principal, whatever. Start banging, you know, whatever. Hey, start banging, whatever it is. Then I think you should also blame rap when your child becomes successful. Mm. When your child becomes that, you blame the entertainment mm -hmm. industry when your child becomes that great doctor and that lawyer, that that, that scientist, right? That that lawyer, that good cop, mm -hmm. that good okay? cop. Okay, whatever it is, right. blame. Get the entertainment industry credit for that. That too. Olympian, yeah. Give the entertainment industry the props for that, too, because, as you know, the entertainment industry raises everybody, yes. basically. Everybody loves some form of entertainment. So you, know, you have to say, well, what happened to the ones who got it, who figured it out, who didn't fall prey? You know, see, this is how a lot of parents, a lot of parents don't like taking responsibility mm -hmm. for their actions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they, they love to take credit. Like, it's when their kids are messing up, they want to blame everybody but themselves. Right. But when their kid does well, they they want to take credit exclusively. Yeah, that boy got just like me. Got my genius. Got just like me. Got that from my side of the family. Right, Everything right. is me, 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 me when their kid is doing well. But when their kids are not doing well, when they fall short of the glory, they want to figure out somebody else to blame. Now, here's the thing. I've had my kids from day one. From the time that they came out of the womb. How old were you? you I were? was right there. How My old? first child came. I was 27 mm. when she was born. Okay. I was in the delivery room. The nurse, first of all, I was standing right there waiting to receive her mm -hmm. when she came out of the womb. The nurse grabbed her and took over. Wiped the afterbirth off. Mm -hmm. Okay, first let me get back up. I cut the um, umbilical nice, card. Nice. Okay, all right. I, I did that too. Let me man. let me do that. Let me get that first. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then, the nurse wiped the afterbirth off of her, mm -hmm. and I held her mm. in my hands. I was the second person to hold her. Right. All right. And I made some promises to her while I was holding her. I was, at first, man, I really felt guilty for the first time in my life that, that I that I had taken part in producing her. Why? Because when she came out, she opened her eyes and she was looking around, like trying to adjust her eyes, mm -hmm. like, where am I? 
you know, like she was doing like that, looking around and stuff. And, and when she finally looked, she looked at me mm-hmm. and, and, and so silently I answered the question, you are in a fucked up place. Mm. Why? You know? Personally? Yeah. See, I've always wanted to have kids so I could get it right. Right. You know, I, I wasn't raised in the best way. And I want to okay. get into that too. Man. So, so I always wanted to, have kids so I could get it right and mm-hmm. I could prove it and I could do, you know, treat treat my kids like I wanted to be treated. Give right. my kids the life that I didn't have. Right. But all the way up until the time she actually came out, I was I, I was um I was I was proud. And then you know, once she got here I was I was I felt guilty for bringing her into this, this evil ass world. The world and then I said to myself, I said, I said, man, you got, you gonna have to deal with heartbreak. You're going to have to deal with backstabbing friends. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to deal with s- traffic stress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to deal with, you know, these, you know, um, you have to deal with illness. You have to deal with life. With loss, you got to deal with loss life. of parents. Yes. Yes. And eventually you have to face your own mortality. Right. And and I did this to you. Right. And then I say, but you're here now. And my goal is to make sure that your ride is as easy as possible. And so sometimes she get, I know I get under her skin. As we supposed to. Yeah. And she gets a little, she gets a little upset with me for that. <laughs> but she don't understand my story. Right. All the way completely. She kind of knows where I come from and I've shared things along the way. But she just don't know. You know how much how much pressure I put on myself right. to make sure that she have a good life and to protect her. That's my goal, and so my goal is like, okay, I'm responsible for you. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to provide for you. I'm here to provide not only financially, but to coach you and train you, provide counseling. I'm here for you. I'm here to be that support system for you. So that means that when I see danger, if I if I see anything that that that's going to run counter Move. to what what I'm what I'm talking right. what I'm trying to trying to instill in you and that I what I, these expectations that I have for you are great right. are tremendous and if I see anybody trying to impede on that it's going to be trouble it's a problem so pick your boyfriends very carefully <laughs> very carefully have you met any of her boyfriends yeah or- yeah she 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 picked well yeah that, that's dope man that's yeah. dope now, now, Willie, man, you know, you've, you've told us a lot of times, man, but you came from a very um, abusive background, man. You know, both of your parents, from what I understand, were alcoholics. Mm-hmm. And, and your mother was very abusive to you, man. Yeah. Um, can, you, can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, my mom was everything. See, I, I, I was raised to settle conflict with fists and guns and verbal assaults. You know, like some, something somebody do, you smack them. Give them a this, smack. This is all you knew. Yeah, this is what I know. You know, you don't like what somebody said. You know, you insult them. If you don't like it, uh, you know, you you uh, you shoot them. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You know, you bring them some kind of physical harm. Mm-hmm. And, and that was normal. That was normal to you. Well, it was normal up until I got maybe around the fifth grade. Right. At first, out because I was a bully. Because I was because I was being bullied at home. Right. I, I went be- out into the streets and became a bully. What were you being bullied about, man? Like at uh, home? Like like what? It was, it was just my mom didn't have patience. Like if she didn't have patience for you're not moving fast enough. She didn't have patience for if you, if you fail to clean up the restroom or clean the kitchen. She didn't have patience for if you made a mistake. 
you know, if you broke something in the house, oh, that was automatic. That was, open. It, that was, that was it was no mistakes allowed. Right. You know, everything was an automatic ass whooping. Right. And, you know, that was no, she never allowed any, any, any latitude for mistakes. Right. So it made me very angry. And I grew up at a time where you respected your mom no matter what. So, you, so I, I would not do to my mom what some of these kids today <laughs> do to their moms. I can't, I can't believe what some of these kids do. Yeah, I, I would not, like, curse my mom out or swing on my mama uh, under no circumstances. So, but, but I would do it to other people. Right, because you were angry. And I'm going to tell you something else. Yes, sir. Uh, for like in the younger years of my life, you know, if a woman did something to me and she was, you know, got out of line with me or swung on me or something like that, you know, I dealt with her just like I would do a dude. Right. And see, the reason why I was so quick to do that, though, is because I, was I had that suppressed anger. Right. And I'm thinking like, you know. I'm not going to hit my mom, but everybody else get it. Everybody get it. Man, everybody man, else going to get it. Man, it doesn't woman, matter. Doesn't everybody matter. else going to get it. And that's why I can understand, not say that I accept it or I, I support it, but I understand the psyche of dudes who do beat women. A lot of these dudes who beat women came from abusive homes. Their moms, abusive their moms were abusive. Mm -hmm. Many of these guys in the hood, Moms are abusive. It's a lot of shit going on in there. It's a whole lot. See, as much as I, I, I love the hell out of women, and, I, and I'm not one of those gender haters. I'm not one of those dudes that, man, women, this, women, this, women. This. You know, I think both of us got some learning to do. Of course. And, both, and, and I think both genders have some work to do. And I, I, and I do think that we need each other. Mm -hmm. But it's well documented what a man's role is. And when a man falls short in society, especially black men, how people call us out and we, they call part, us, part, particularly they, our women. they call us out on our shit. Right. Mm -hmm. But our women don't get called out enough on their shit. Right. You know, like you got to think, okay, if all of these black males are in jail and the black man is not in the home, where are they getting their learning from? Mm. They're getting it from their mothers. Like I got from my mother. Right. See, Nobody tells us when my mom knocks the hell out of me, knocks me down and, and, and creates this monster, neglects me, swings on me and creates this monster. Nobody tells me that I'm not going to get a pass like she gets a pass. Mm -hmm. See, a woman going to get a pass can get a pass in the neighborhood. She can be loud and boisterous. And, and she can slap. And verbal, she verbal, can be aggressive, abusive, right. swing on people and all that kind of stuff. And people will protect her at all costs. Right. Like, that's mama got to protect her. Right. Oh, man, don't do that to this woman. Don't do that. But they don't tell you that you're, as a black male, the most endangered species on the planet, mm -hmm. the most hated Mm -hmm. species on the planet, the most feared species on the planet. Indeed. They don't tell us that we're not going to get a pass mm -hmm. if we swing on somebody. Right. We're going to get gunned down. We're going to get swung on. We're going to get stabbed. We're, we're going to get, arrested. we're going to jail mm -hmm. because you know, we're, to, to a lot of people, we're very, very disposable. They don't give a damn about black males. It's like, and everybody recognizes that, we do need some learning. We do need some help. We do need some assistance. We do need a break, mm -hmm. but nobody's willing to implement any type of programs or changes 
to give us that break or give us those opportunities. So, and, and I'm not playing victim. Don't get me no, wrong. No, 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 I mean, no. cause, cause my whole thing was, I realized early on, these motherfuckers hate us. Mm-hmm. I realized that I was like, they fucking hate us. Zero tolerance. They hate us. When, 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 when white boys do something wrong, it's boys will be boys. When black boys do something, it's locked that motherfucker up. He just like the rest of them. Super predator. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that that was a such thing as a diversion program, automatic diversion programs for people until I was like in my like like late twenties. Like, and these are programs that white kids automatically qualify for. They automatically offer white kids these 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 deals. But for black boys, they come in soon. Yeah, diversion programs. It's like, okay, this is is a situation where if you get into any kind of trouble, commit a a crime, you qualify to to be, they put you on some type of probation or something like that for six months, a year or so. And if you don't get in any more trouble, it gets wiped totally off your record. It's way better than deferred adjudication. It's like it's never even seen on your record. So there's a lot of people right now, a lot of guys in corporate America right now who have done things things in the past when they were young, but they qualified for the diversion program. They got slapped on the wrist, shook up real quick, scared, real hard and scared to death. And they figured out this shit. Okay, I better not do that no more. Well, when a black kid do something, it's lock that motherfucker, throw away the key Mm -hmm. or at the least put him on paper. Put him on paper. Put him on some paper. That way, if he do something else, we got him. We and we justified if he do anything else, we justified and drag his family, drag yeah. his fucking family. And and and, and that's the way the gang goes. It's a right. total separate set of rules. Having said that, as a black male, all black males have the responsibility to to, to avoid those traps. We know that we're being targeted. We know we're being hunted. So it's our job to avoid those traps it's like they're not going to take their foot off of our necks you can forget it don't look for any help help yourself but just know how the game is played and once you understand how the game is played you can circumvent all of the bullshit because if you think about the dope game anybody selling dope today is fucking re- is retarded. Okay, <laughs> it's a whole different level of the game going you on. You know now. they say we can't use that word anymore. Yeah, it? I say retarded. <laughs> I, I, it, it's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it makes a strong point and let people know. Yeah, you, you fucked up for real. Yeah. Retarded. Something's wrong with you. Yeah, you retarded. Okay, anybody that selling dope right now is fucking retarded because you automatically are going to get caught. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to, you don't have to, nothing has to, they don't have to catch you anymore uh, making any type of uh, hand-to-hand, or hand-to-hand, yeah, hand-to-hand exchange anymore. They don't have to do that anymore. All they, all they need now is somebody to pick up a newspaper and say your name. Mm-hmm. All they need is somebody to say, he sold me 10 birds On such such a, a month, mm-hmm. 10 birds a month for the past year. 10 birds a month, the DA going to be like, 10 birds a month, time, 12, uh, it's 120. Okay, you got 120 uh, uh, keys. That's what they're going to charge you for, mm-hmm. 120 keys. All they need to get is somebody to point the finger mm-hmm. at your ass. Just mm-hmm. get up there and point the finger, and you out of here. Because what they're going to do, the first thing they're going to do is say, okay, he, he did what? Okay, okay. And they're going to get on the computer. They're going to pull your file. 
the first thing they're going to do is they're going to look at your criminal record, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pull your financials. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, he has a Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a Land Rover BMW. But the BMW is his mom's name. Mm. It's $90,000. His mom hasn't worked in 15 years. Mm. And she's a bullet mom. Mom is... How do you know all of this so well, man? <laughs> man, I, hey, man, I, I deal with the people, right, man. You right. know, and I, and I know people. I know people from all walks of life. I mean, I I, I have friends from all walks of life. I have I have friends who are federal judges. I have friends who are cops. You know, I have black friends, white friends, Asian friends. I have friends. I have people that I you know, associates. And you're fortunate. Business. That, that, I do a lot of life, type of business. Your life has brought you to this point where you can yeah. have. This 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 access to so many different friends, man. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm I've always been open. I've always been open about things like that. I've always found it intriguing to to know people of different backgrounds from myself. I know about my background. Mm-hmm. I know everything about me, and that might be very interesting to somebody else. Right, right. But I lived it, so it's more intriguing to me to learn about somebody else's background. Yo, Willie, when you got caught up, man, like when you got caught up in the system, mm-hmm. right? Did you did you ask yourself like how the fuck did I get here? No, I I really didn't because I actually knew what I was doing. Right. I made a conscious decision to say fuck it, you know, because I'm I, that, that's something that I have to work on myself because I'm the you type know of dude. You I know, know better, better, and I'm vengeful. Right. Like if somebody still, do me, still. I am still vengeful, you know, like that's why Stacey Dash is getting it right now. Mm, we're about you know, to jump into that right I'm, now. I'm very, I'm very fucking. Let me, let me find out you're a little petty, man. Yeah. No, nah, <laughs> I'm very vengeful, man. Right. You know, and I'm, and I'm working on, I have to work on that. And, and that was just for me with just not being smart right. at all. Um, because you have to think, always think about the bigger picture. Like we all, I think most of us love our children. Yes, we do. And a lot of times we hustle for our children. We say, man, I'm doing this for my children. I got to get this bread. I got to get this money. But when you go and you get that money and you take that money and that money ain't clean and you get caught up, then these same kids that you was doing this for has to be raised by another man. Mm -hmm. Or they have to be raised on their own. Mm-hmm. They have to figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. And you can't give them any kind of game because you can't raise babies from the pen. You can't do that. You can't raise babies from the pen. So that's why when you go out there and you do dirty and you get caught up in the system, it's just as worse. It's just as bad as having not ever been there in the first place. Cause you're going to miss that first day of school. You missing them walking, you missing the talking, you missing the, you missing the graduations. You don't know. You can't warn them against the traps out there set, you know, with the different type of females that may come into your son's life or the different type of men that may right. come in. You can't regulate. That's why, you know, a lot of girls that get molested are molested by stepdaddies because the stepdaddy, when he come in, he, he, the stepdaddy coming in. He like the he, wolf in the henhouse. Well, well, he, well, that's a good, that's a good, good analogy. Yeah. But 
the stepdaddy coming in, he trying to fuck something, mm-hmm. okay? It, particularly your mama first. But yeah. when, then when the daughter get a certain age and she start oh, getting oh, curves and she start getting some kind of curves, so in his mind, that's just another woman. It's mm-hmm. just another girl. Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's another female right, right. in his mind. And so it's okay to look at a, in a certain kind of way. Right. But see, daddy ain't going to look like that. Right, right. In most cases, of daddy course. ain't going to see ever see his daughter in Daddy's that type of way. looking for somebody that's looking yeah, at his daughter, he like, watching, he yeah, checking, he watching, yeah. and he checking, he checking, he telling her also what to watch out for. Right, right. And then what also ends up happening is that once you get caught up, then I don't know how it happens, man, but subconsciously your daughter end up with the same kind of guy that you are. You know, ends right. up with a guy that that that's you know end up with a prison record and, you know, something. she ends up going through the same it's type a, of process, the cycle, same man. type of process that your woman, her mother right. went through. Right. You know, so, 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 so the thing is, is that if, 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 if we really, really love the kids, our kids, like we really, really say we do, we're going to have to just make those sacrifices and say, man, I got to be a little bit more patient and, I know if I touch this shit, I know if I push that package, I know these motherfuckers are going to get me. They mm-hmm. waiting on me. Mm-hmm. They trust me. And the crazy thing is that we'll sell dope on a street corner. We'll have a trap house, right? And we'll sell dope or we'll do whatever we're, we're doing. Okay. Whatever our hustle is, right? That our, our, our illegal hustle is, right? And we think that these people can't see us. <laughs> Man, these people got fucking telescopes. They tapped into our phones right these now. These people got telescopes, telescopes thousands of miles in the damn sky somewhere, right. beaming down and seeing what's going on in Iraq. Yeah, yeah. They can see what's going on in Iraq. You think they can't see what your ass doing on the corner in Brooklyn? <laughs> in the corner of in Fifth Ward? Right, right, right. You think it, they can't see that shit? They know. They, if you're getting away with it, if you're doing it and you shine it, man, they're just building their case. Building their they case. see you. They see you shine. They're, they're building their case. Or they're just sitting back cause, and they got bigger chickens to fry. Of course, of course. For, for the moment. Right. They got, they, you know, they're they doing something that they got, they're preoccupied because they know you're not going to stop. Right. So they just over here ah. taking care of business over here, locking fools up over here, taking care of then, All right, man, you about ready to go get it. You about, right about to take over. Okay, yeah, let's go let's get, get them. Let's get you know, they they'll, they'll they'll sit up and watch you for ten years. Yo, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, so you talked about coming from this 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 abusive background, mm-hmm. and, and we we touched on how abuse man perpetuates a cycle of abuse. How did you break that, man? Oh man, you know I used to I used to see it so much. I think I was about ten years old when I became aware that I was going to need some outside influence right. because I I was seeing people that I was hearing people talk about abuse mm-hmm. and how it's a cycle. It's hard to break the cycle. And I was people, I would hear people talking about, and generations. Yeah, I would hear people talking about, well, I was abused and, you know, and then, then they become abusers. And I would be like, how can you be like, like be the same monster that, perpetuated certain Things crimes and injustices right. and acts against you. How right. could you be that same person? And I was like, I know I don't want to be, but I don't think they wanted to be either because right. they hated being abused too. Of but course. how did they become abusers? And I just said, I think I need some help. Lord, don't let me be like that. I prayed. Prayed out. A lot. Right. A whole lot. 
I used to pray all the time. I'm talking about like from time little, mm-hmm. like real young, like 10 years old, right. all the way up. Because I knew I wanted kids and I knew it was a better way. Right. And I just I just wanted how'd you know better that, for how'd, my children. How did you know it was a better way? I used to watch television. <laughs> Stop, man. I used, I used to watch Good Times and, mm-hmm. and the Brady Bunch. Right. <laughs> Stop, man. <laughs> I watched Good Times. I watched Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch had a sweet life, man. It did. But I, I, I watched Good Times because Good Times was more relatable. That was where I came from. The The whole family component, you know, with, with James being the, the patriarch of the family, that dude was like my man. It was like, mm-hmm. man, I I saw that dude. I was like, if I want that dude right there to be my daddy. Mm-hmm. If I had, you know, I had a daddy, but right. my daddy was an alcoholic. Right. And so that was not somebody I could look up to. And I was like, if, if I could be any dude, I would want to be like him. That's hot, man. Because he... He 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 not only provided and protected, he loved his family mm-hmm. unconditionally. Right. Everything was by family. Everything was by his woman and his children. No matter what. No matter what. Right. And that man got kicked down so many times. And every time he got kicked down, he got back up right. and came back stronger. And I was and, and and I liked it. I like the whole idea of that. Now, what I did not like is the struggle part. Because they the, always got to have like the, struggle. I didn't like they the always got to have black people in struggle, man. I didn't like the perpetual struggle. Right. It's okay to have some struggle, but damn, let me see some daylight at some point, man. Right. Give me, I mean. Maybe it was always in that apartment. Think, think about it. When he finally did get some daylight, they killed him off. <laughs> so it's like, I was like, okay. <laughs> they did kill him, right? So that's why I watched the Brady Bunch. So the Brady Bunch was my economic supplement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? So I watched the Brady Bunch and I was like, okay, I like these I like this family because they got issues that these guys over here don't have right. every day. They don't have to worry. They, they never had an issue with damn lights getting cut no, off, no. the phone getting cut off, somebody the robbing rent them. being the rent being overdue. Somebody getting burned getting by robbed. that penny getting burned with the iron. They didn't have any of those issues. <laughs> their, their issues were strictly value issues, right. moral issues. Somebody, t- somebody tell on somebody. Now, Marsha, you know it's not nice to tell. You know, it's no, Yo, you know, you it's not really nobody. Shit like this? Nobody likes to be a tattletale. Right, right, right. Stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I studied it, man. Yo, I was, that's, did you ever get therapy, man? Huh? Did you ever get therapy? Did I ever get therapy? Therapy, yeah. Well, you know what? When I was in the first grade, I got therapy once. Wow. Because I, I beat up somebody Bad. <laughs> in the first grade. Bad. Well, I was just one person, but I was beating up everybody. And then <laughs> it was like, this kid needs help. Right. So they sent me to this therapist, and I faked out. I was just— You knew the game? I, yeah, I faked out. I just, I was just—she was like— I don't think there's anything wrong with him. He, right. he, you know, like I was very in, I was, I was a precocious first, first, kid. First in smart, grade? First grade. Yo, you, you must have a crazy IQ, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, I, but I would, but I, I did, I, I faked it out because I knew right from wrong. See, I was never crazy. A lot right. of the kids today, they're not crazy. They if you know right from wrong, you're not crazy. Right, right, right. Okay. It, it, like a, a crazy person is not going to tell you I'm crazy. Right. Okay, 
a sane person would be like, I'm crazy, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, you, you know, yeah. So, um, yeah, I knew. Yeah. I knew early on. I knew right from wrong. That's dope, man. And, and it's, I remember when I was locked up, this this youngster was being disrespectful, and he was to you. We, we was about to, yeah, we was, uh, yeah, I beat his ass. <laughs> you know, uh, we was shooting pool, and right. he was like, well, "Well, this is the way I talk." Right. You know, he said something like, "Man, eight ball on the corner on his ass," or something like that. And I said, "Say, man, I don't talk like that, bro. Don't talk to me like that, man." Were you singled out? Were you, were you singled out because? Yeah, you who you were? Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Plus, they were thinking I'm old, you know. He's right. like, hey, old, you know. Blah, blah, blah. They don't know. Like, these fucking hands are very fucking lethal. Like, yo, you you, <laughs> you did Golden Gloves, right? Yeah. To, to, uh, to what point, man? What was what was the, the highest you got? 17. I mean, I, I won a top champion. Right. That's crazy, man. State of Texas. Do you still practice, man? Or you still? No, no, okay. no. I, but it's I, like, I don't box anymore, but I still fight. It's, but it's, it's a skill I would imagine that never goes away. <laughs> no, it don't. Right. It don't. And that's why... That's why I, I try to stay healthy. Right. You know, I, I, I binge every now and then, but for the most part. You look part, mad healthy, man. Yeah. I, 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 I try to do that, man. I try to eat healthy. You know, I try to, if, if I do something bad, you know, I put something in my life, my body bad, I do it in moderation. Right. Because I'm starting to see, especially around my age and even people 10 years younger than me dropping off now. Yeah. They're dying of us, at heart disease and, and diabetes. Off. Diabetes. And, and these type of things can be avoided by just eating right, right. and exercising. And a lot of people are like, man, well, I don't like, I don't like running. Well, shit, you want to run now? You want to? Are you? Are you want to run for your life? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, what do you want to do? Yeah. So my thing is that because I know people that got a lot of money, man, and, and their bodies are tore up. Right. That I mean they put everything in their body, so you're gonna make all that money. So you can spend the rest of your days spending it, spending the money trying to get healthy. Right, right, right. And you're going to die anyway. Mm. So we all going to die. We all got to die something. But I want all of mine. I don't want to make any contributions to my death. Mm. I, don't want, I don't want to do none of that. Like, that's a, that's, that's why a I, good I, fact, my dude. That, that's why I won't join the gang. That's why I never joined the gang growing up. I had an opportunity. Like, we didn't really have gangs in Houston, right. but we had posses and cliques. Right, local, and I, local, and I, local cliques. And I could have did, did that easily, and I, and I could have easily been a leader, but I didn't do it because I, my thing is that I don't want to make any contributions to my death. That's why you know, I don't smoke. Right. It, it's not natural. To put smoke inside like of your, weed at all your body. I don't smoke. Wow, nah. that's crazy. No, no. Let me, let me ask you this question, man. Like, we, we talked about how you broke the cycle with your children, man. Did you ever resolve your issues with your mom? You know, I didn't. Right. I didn't. The thing is, is that we kind of just lived. We kind of just, because I bought a house, even nice. despite all that stuff. Nice. I, I bought a house. Um, I still you know, was visited often and dropped money off and stuff like that. Cause she, I was just, but it was a lot of stuff was just, I'm doing this cause it's mom. And this, right, but it was, this but what it you, was a strained relationship. This is what you do right. for mom. Right. It was like that. It, it was, it was like that. So I remember b before she died, before she went into a coma, uh, she was trying to talk to me and I didn't, I didn't think she was going to die. Right. I mean, it's a mama. That's the person that. that you always. That's your rock. That's, still that, that's always right. going to be there. And you know what she is. You know, if if you ever missing mama, you already know she's I mean, she, if she ain't at home, she's going to be over a friend house. Uh, she's going to be if she's from the hood, she'll probably be down the street at the cafe. <laughs> you know, and that's it. Right. 
you know, or maybe her mama house if her mama is still alive or something. Mm-hmm. Her sister, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know how to find mama. You know everybody else, your sisters and brothers, everybody else, ain't no telling where the hell right, they are. Right, right. But you know where mama is. And so I never thought she was going to die. So, uh, um, so when she was, before she went into, she went into a coma, she was trying to talk to me. And I told her, save her energy. I said, save your energy. You know, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. And that night she went into a coma and she, she never recovered. I was, I was broken because I just didn't realize that I I had no idea she was going to die. She died of cancer. That was your, that was your moment. She, she died of cancer. I, I had no idea. Later on, my sisters and brothers told me that they realized that she was going. You know, it felt like she was going to die, right. but I had no idea. I used I was staying at. I spent the night at the hospital every night. Mm. Slept on the floor in the waiting mm. room mm. every night. If you had a chance to talk to him, man, what, what, what would you have said, man? I'm sorry, right? Because here's the thing: like what I did, uh, I because I was I didn't I I really just didn't understand why she was so angry right. all the time. And I realized that she got a dealt a bad hand, and you know it's five of us, four daddies between us. Right. Damn. Yeah. What number were you? I'm, I'm in the middle. Okay. So the middle number three. You was a problem child. Yeah, right. I was, and I was, I was combative. You know, I was like questioning everything. Like, do me bad, hit me. You do it again. I ain't scared. You know, that kind of thing. Like, I was, I was like, like, I just would just was not mine, you know? And she didn't like that. It was like, damn, boy, I'm beat your ass some more. You know, like, and I just, so I you, just, you were defiant to her when she was, I was defiant. Right. I was defiant. And, and, you know, she, she didn't, she didn't really like that at all. So, you know, I, I just, I really, just really did not know that, I didn't understand her story and wasn't trying to understand her story, but she had a lot of broken promises yes. by the men in her life. I can imagine. And four fucking fathers yeah. out of five yeah. siblings. So she had a, a lot of broken promises and she also was raised by a mother who had 14 children. Jesus Christ. She had 14 children by, I think about seven or eight men. Jesus Christ. So, you got, you so got, this you, is something. You got a lot can, of uncles and, and, she, and, yeah, and aunties. I do, but she uh, came. But she came from there. I got like I got about like a hundred first cousins. Come on, man. Yeah, first cousins. First cousins. A hundred. Yeah. So, <laughs> so 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 yeah. So you can imagine we ain't really lose no family fights. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yo. Yeah. Here they come. Yeah. <laughs> but but I I did not realize her her struggle what she was going. I didn't try to understand it, right. and so. Had I known, I, I wouldn't have did some of the things that I did outside of the home. Like what? Like what? Like what wouldn't you have done? Robbery, mm-hmm. break-ins, <laughs> fighting. You was in the force, fighting, too, right? Yeah, all of that. You know, I, I would, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have caused us so much grief. Right. I wouldn't have done it because I didn't even understand. Even as I don't care how, you know, um, unfit your mom might be. Most mothers I know that they really love their children. They right. just don't know how to express it. Right. And that's a lot of our problems. Yeah. A lot of, they don't know how to express it. Right. So I just did not realize that. And so I would not have caused that extra grief. Mm. I would have been a better son. Right. 
I would have been a better that's, son. That's big, I, I'm not, I'm, I, I was not the best son I could have been. Right. That's big, man. Yeah, I was not the best son. I was. That's why in my, in my verse on uh, the Ghetto Boys song, the, the We Tried song, that's why I just opened up on that. And I, and I said, you know, the, the, the words that I said because I was just reminiscing on the, the stress that I caused. Right, her. right, right. You know? Uh, yeah. Yo, listen, man. Let's let's switch up some gears, man. You have a fucking hot song going on through the country yeah. right now. You calling out Charles Barkley, Stephen A. Smith, Raven, Simone, Don Lemon, Stacey Dash is busting back at you, man. What's going on with this song, Coon, man? Coons. Yeah. Coon. It's called Coon, Coon. right? What's yeah. going on with this record, man? You calling yeah. people out, man. It's time. I'm, I just got tired of hearing it, man. You know, you, just, you know how... You just get to a fucking point where tired you just get what, tired. Man? I just got tired of hearing the cooning, the the these people who put on these nice suits and dresses and, and quote unquote represent and, us maybe and, and, and yeah, so called are uh, the spokesperson or just the sounding boards for the black community. I just got tired of these these fucking house negroes selling us out and. And how are they selling this out, man? Well, they're getting on television, and every time there's an issue involving the black community, they're using disparaging words to to try to bring us down, right. to well, make to, to to paint us in a negative light, and say that we're responsible for our own plight. We're for, responsible for, for our, our own oppression. oppression. Right. We're responsible. It's our problem. We're creating the problem. If what we, about black on black just, crime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're regurgitating. The, the the white supremacist ideologies, the white supremacist uh, uh, talking points. That's what they're doing. That's the whole idea of of, of cooning. The cooning is, is a lot of people get it, getting is or getting it mixed up about what what cooning really is. What do they get and mixed I, up? Well, I'm tell you, like a lot of things that people used to say, oh, that's ghetto, that's ghetto. Now they're just saying it's it's, it's cooning. Like right. that's the new catchphrase. It's right. cooning. But but cooning is simply a person that sells out his race. For the approval of others mm. and for financial gain, mm. a coon is also the type of person who um, who exploits their own people. Who exploit who exploits the uh, stereotypical uh, uh, the, the stereotypical images, images right. of, of black people. The stereotypical right. stereotypical negative energy uh, uh, images of black people. Right. You know. So basically, it's like this: if, like I said in the song. If your criticism of the black community outweigh your contribution to the black community, you're fucking cool. You're cool. Okay. Now think about the five per- people I named in that song. Every last one of them. Charles Barkley, Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> Stacey Dash, Raven Simone, Don Lemon. Most of the time that you hear them talking about black issues, they are criticizing mm. the black community. Mm. They're criticizing the black person. Now they don't do that to the white community. Right. They don't say that about the Hispanic community. They're not doing that with the Asian community. They only do it when it concerns black people. That's when they get active. And and check this out. Those networks like ESPN, TNT, and 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 CNN, they don't have any other people that represent another ethnicity calling them out. Like talking down on their own ethnicity. Only they do, do they, they only do that. do that to the black community. Right. Period. Now you tell me, 
if those motherfuckers ain't racist, you tell me who is. Who yeah. you, you, you tell me who is. Yeah. They, you know, they, they're, they're racist too. They, they're, big, they're just as much of the problem. Them, those networks and the executives that hire those coons. Because they're they, hiring they, they the know coons. They know what the fuck they're doing. They're hiring the coons to say what they can't say. Right. That's why they're hiring them. And right. they need to be called out. And I know a lot of people afraid to call them out because they don't want to miss that opportunity right. to, that go on to, the, to go on and get on the station or whatever. Because a lot of these networks are, are, are conglomerates. They're, owned, they're, they're all owned by the same people, mm-hmm. one of three or four different entities own everything. So they want to make sure they don't get blocked out. They want to make sure that they don't get omitted from some type of party or some shit. Fuck all that. <laughs> I don't give a damn about none of that. I don't even want to be around these coons. Yo, let me ask you something, though, yeah. man. Out of, out of everybody, man, Stacy Dash firing back, man. She ain't afraid of you, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, well it's easy. Like you, you said something about, what'd you say about her that, that she's responding to? I said, I wish that would have been Stacy Dash on the ground instead of Michael Brown, but with additional rounds. Oh, uh, that's, some, that's some real shit, though. Yeah. And, she, and she's coming from the perspective of like, are you, are you threatening my life or some shit like that? I don't, first of all, I wouldn't threaten, threaten anybody's right, life. Right, right, right. I mean, but you know how these people interpret I, our I mean, culture I, and our words, though. I don't give a damn how they interpret it. You know, uh, you know, I like that, you know, man. You ain't trying to be accepted. Yeah. I, I don't care. I don't care. You know, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's not up to me. Right. I'm responsible for what I say, right. not how you interpret it. Right. Of course. You know what I'm saying? So that's it. I'm going to say it. If you want to take it and run it, run it with, run it that way, then take it and run it that way. But, I know what I said and I know what I meant. Right. You want to take it and do something else with it, that's on you. Yo, what was the what was the straw in the camel's back that 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 got you to this point to do this song, man? The Charles Barkley, the 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 fucking coon general. Yeah, he's the, the, the ambassador he's, to coons. He's the top, he's the coon president. He, yeah, he's the coon president. The coon the, yeah, he's the coon president. You know, he getting on television talking about the they got it. The jury got it right in the Ferguson case. The mm. jury got it right in the Trayvon Martin mm. case. He just a. He, he's just a. I, I don't know. I think that the turn. See, Charles Barkley hasn't always been a coon. Right. Charles always Barkley, outspoken. He was always outspoken, and he really was that guy that that everybody liked. Like real dudes really loved him. So, so and happened? we always loved Charles Barkley in the hood. We, right. we was like, man, Charles Barkley, that's what I'm talking about. You know, you know, man, black man ain't scared to say what the fuck he mean. Cause white guys are, you know, they, they always get to say what they mean. They don't, you know, they, and when white guys like take Donald Trump and white, when Donald Trump say something, build a wall you know, around Mexico. When, when, when Donald Trump say something, they don't, people don't even say he's outspoken. They just say, it's Donald Trump yeah. because he's white and he should be able to say whatever the hell he want to say. But see, the reason why they get mad when black men say whatever we want to say, because, well, the well, the people that do get mad when black men are stand up and honest and say what they want to say. The reason why those people get mad is because they think when they think of us, they think you niggas ought to just be happy. You're not slaves yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, so shut happy. the hell up. Just why are you, you complaining? Why are you complaining? They don't even care about jobs and education. <laughs> they don't even, they don't care about that. They're just saying, nigga, you ain't slave no more. Yeah. Shut the hell up. Yo, did you see that thing on, 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 on uh, ESPN a couple of weeks ago with, with Bobani Jones? You know Bobani Jones? Of course. That's, and, that's and Houston, see, Houston boy. Yeah, you seen the shirt that he wore? No. He wore this shirt, like, you know, instead of the uh, the, the Cleveland Indians, he wore this shirt called the Caucasians, and it was this white boy with blonde hair, and then he had the dollar sign where the feather is for the for the Indians. Okay, and they 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 had him they had him close his shirt like it, it made crazy controversy, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Yo, like 
you have a problem with a parody shirt where I'm calling out Caucasians for being money hungry, but you for for years you've been having this 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 Indian dude mm-hmm. on the shirt, and that's you know that's racist, right? And it's it's just crazy, man, how they can't take that medicine, man, right? Crazy, man. Good point. Yeah. Oh. But, but, but Mami, he's a stand-up dude. Yes, he is. I man. love that dude. He's and been I, on the show several and times. I, and I, I love that dude. And, and, and it's just the same same way I love you. I, I Thank like, you, like The same way I love Tariq Rashid. You know, yes. the, the, y'all catch, y'all stand-up cats and y'all put it on the line. I mean, because... Either one of you guys could have a much bigger platform, right. you know. I mean, but Bomani's on a big platform. Yeah, though. he is, and he, he came up. But Bomani came up. Bomani came up, and it could be even bigger. <laughs> right, it could true. be even bigger. Yeah, but he's not playing that game, man. But he's not playing that game, and I love him for that. But we need that. We need more of that. Yes, and sir. We need to stop giving these coons a pass. We need to stop watching these coons. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop supporting these coons. Hey, man, I know you like your sports, man, but turn e- I turned ESPN off. Fuck ESPN. Man, I don't watch that shit. <laughs> it ain't nothing but a show. Right. It ain't nothing but a network, man. That's all it is. You a sports fan? I am a sports fan. Well, you catch a sports I don't have to man. watch it, man. I don't have to watch it. I Yo, just that's don't. crazy. That's I'm crazy. an entertainment fan. Yes. I-, I-, I love music, but I don't watch the award shows because it's loaded. Yo, Yo, Willie, you got a coon, too? I got a coon two, three, four, and five. You got five Com- coons yeah. coming. Yeah. Who did you miss off a of coon one, man? Man, I can't really tell you. You can't tell me. I can't. Man. I can't, can't tell, tell you. One. You can't give me a little. I can't hint. tell you, but 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 those coons are already in your head. <laughs> I think you know who some of know? those other coons are. If they right. don't make two, they'll probably be on three or four. Yo, listen. This is this is an amazing. You know, I don't want to call it a gimmick. Yeah. But this is a great. It's a great vehicle, man, to to do this series. Because people are going to be expecting, like, people are going to be waiting for you to mm. drop that. How'd you, like, yo, when you came up with this idea, you were fed up, but did you also say, yo, I got this? Well, I got this. Yeah, when I, when I first thought about it, see, see, see the way. Yo, you got this, Willie. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> I, I, see the, see the, way, the way my mind operate when I get an idea for a song, I can tell if the song is going to be explosive. Before I write it, oh, this shit is if I come up with the idea, Boom! yeah, like once <laughs> once I get the idea in my head, <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, at that point, it's just about formulating the lyrics. Right, that's it. And so I had to think about, okay, damn, uh, which coons are gonna make the list? Because it's, <laughs> I didn't realize it was so many coons. So you after. start studying up on it. I started thinking about it. Oh yeah, I started thinking like, okay, okay. how many coons have you? Come I knew up? some I, coons I, off the top of my head right. that had to get it. Right. And then I started like, man, damn, this coon right here really deserved to be on the list right here. This coon, <laughs> this coon deserve it. Yeah, he, dude, he's working hard. Right yeah. And then I was thinking, well, this coon right here, well, this coon right here, he hadn't put in as much cooning work. Right. I don't think he. But he got, he got, he got some MVP potential. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably save him for two. <laughs> Give him another year, he'll be ripe and ready. Oh, he'll be good. He'll be flexing, right? <laughs> Real talk, man. Real talk. So I was like, I'm gonna save that coon. They all gonna get it. They Trust all, me. Yo, that's Trust crazy. Me. Any new coons gonna get it. Oh, they not. They not gonna like you, Willie. They gonna get it. They not gonna I, like you, man. Man, I don't care. I, I don't. I don't really operate for them, man. I do what I do for the people. Yo, how often are you gonna be recording these new songs? I'm gonna probably put one out every third quarter. Really? Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yo, yeah. you, you should you should jump in the game and have a coon wrap up. Yeah. At the end of the year, like how kind of skills and and and, and murder Uncle Murder like the the coon wrap up. Right. Of the year, like the the, the award show, like the awards. You know, Tariq got an award show called, uh, I think he called it, the, is it the Coon Train or something like that? 
Tariq, my boy, man. Yeah, Tariq, Tariq is crazy, man. He's crazy. <laughs> Tariq is very... He's he, he been on the show and... and, and Tariq and, and, is very, very sharp. Right. Very sharp brother. Very intelligent. And very much needed. Very outspoken. Uh, very outspoken. But I mean, very, they, they got but, a lot of... They got, some people but, got some issues with him, but... But that's, but here's the thing, right. man. You know, I, I don't... I'm not... A lot of women don't like him. I don't care about the outspoken part. Right. You know, because my sister's outspoken. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be saying like, oh, she's very sharp. Right. Very sharp. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This brother is sharp. And right. he, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, you, you can't, you can't corner him and he can, he can stand his ground against anybody. I, I love that dude. I, I just the same as I love uh, Jeffrey Canada, Canada mm, right. out in Harlem. Right. What that brother is doing, man, is, is nothing short of, of, of phenomenal. Yes. I mean, he, he's a, he's a gift from heaven. I love that dude. That's dope, I, man. I love that dude, man. And, and we need more people like that. And they need to be uplifted and they need to be supported. Not by just some damn likes, right. you know, on, on, no, on, they, they, on they, social they, media they need, and they stuff. Need to have, they need, their platforms need to be applauded, man. They need to be applauded, right. man, and they need to be supported, and they need to be protected. So when somebody come for them, you know, everybody need to stand up and do the same thing that other communities do when they protect their heroes. Yep, when they when, they when when you have somebody out there putting it on the line for you, you need to put it on the line for them. Show them show them that you appreciate it. I remember when 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 when, when Ice Cube did uh, when he when he went to talking about. Uh, certain things in in his songs uh, back in the day, and I believe he said something about Jews. Yes. And yeah, when he when he did, uh, he did no Vaseline. Yeah, when he called out Jerry. Exactly. Heller. That was it. Exactly. And and, 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 and I, I, when he said that shit, I was like, oh. and people started tripping, oh. and, and, and and a whole lot of people didn't support him. Right. A lot of people he thought that would be there to support him, they backed off, and. That's when he pretty much said, you know what, fuck this shit. You know, y'all going to put me out here like this. Y'all going to leave me out here like this. I'm going to bat for y'all. I don't have to make this kind of music. Right. Cube is very versatile. Yes. He can, I mean, look, I mean, I mean look, look, at, look at him right now. He's yeah. like, ain't nobody scared of Cube right now Yeah, in America. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't know. He got a different type of fear now. Yeah. It's, 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 it's on a whole different level. Right, right, right. And, and, and really, you know, people that understand real power, Understands that he's more feared now than ever, right? Because he controls a lot of. It's people, just man. a different level, man. Yes, sir. It's a it's on a whole different level. He figured the shit out. Yeah, he, he did. It. He did, man. He Listen, got it. let's go to a quick break, man. Yeah. Listen, internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, CombatJackShow dot com. Listen, do me a favor, man. Go to iTunes, man. Rate, subscribe, comment. Go to SoundCloud, man, and 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 comment and subscribe, man. We need that love. We're giving you this love, man. We're giving you this love for the past six years. Free ninety nine. Go to the shop, man. Go to go to combatjackshow.com, man. Get yourself a snapback. The snapback's crazy. The tees is springtime right now. It's uncuffing season. Get uncuffed. Get uncuffed, my niggas, and get that T-shirt, man. Listen, we got the great, legendary Willie D in the building. F your radio, F your TV show, and F your podcast. Hey, yo, Internet's is portion of the Combat Jack Show, sponsored by Bevel, the superior shaving system for people with coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Yo, man, recently... I've been getting a lot of orders from the ladies, man. They really want to try it and, and, and shave their underarms and, you know, other areas that make it nice and smooth. Yeah. Let me, hey, let me get focused. Let me get focused. Ladies, I love that y'all are supporting the product, man. Tristan loves that y'all are supporting the product. Walking Associates loves that you're supporting the product. And this is it's not just for the ladies, but ladies, ladies. Go to getbevel.com, punch in promo code FREEJACK, F-R-E-E-J-A-C-K, to get your first 30 days, months worth of orders for free. Yes, ladies, niggas too. Go to getbevel, 
punching free jack. Getbevel.com, punching free jack, man. Let's let's all flourish. Let's all flourish and ladies, 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 keep shaving like a queen. And now back to the show. Hey yo, internet, we're back with the Combat Jack show. We got the legendary Willie D in the building, Houston. Stand up. No, Houston. Houston. Like, listen, like, out of all the regions that fuck with the Combat Jack show, man, Houston really gives us support, man. And and I really appreciate that, man. So Houston, I mean it from my heart, man. We got a Houston, we got an original OG. Houston representative in the building, man. Stand up. Willie, how you feeling, man? I feel blessed, we, man. We're not, we not getting too deep, are we? Huh? <laughs> Shit. I don't think I've ever been asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's go back to your early days, man, with, with regard to your career, man. Like, what made you want to rap? I was in the neighborhood. We used to hang doing, out. Doing what, man? Well, we used to hang out in the neighborhood, just like way back in the old days when you see these movies and they show these little doo-wop uh, segments in the movie where the guys are hanging out and they're singing and stuff right, like right. that. They're like the doo-wop? Yeah, we were hanging out one night and we were listening to music. Like what, what was you listening to, man? We were listening to Run DMC, <sighs> Suck MC. Right. Revolutionary and, record, right? Yeah, man. Revolutionary record. And, and one of my buddies, Steve Mayweather, said, man, me and Willie can do that. Mm. I was, why, why did I was th- 16. Why did he think you could do that? I don't know, man. I mean, he just threw me under the bus, really, because I had no idea. I, I had no aspirations to rap. Right. Never even thought about it. Right. I was going to be a fighter. I was going to be a boxer. Right. Um, or I was going to go and become an, uh, an airline pilot for military or something. Right, right. You wanted to go in the military, man? Yeah. Okay. Because you were a fighter. It's going to be a pilot. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's going to be like I wanted to be like a combat sh- you know, pilot for right. in the military right, or something, right. you know? And... Steve was like, me and Willie can do that. And I was like, and everybody was like, yeah, right. Ha, 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 yeah. And so I'm listening, and, and I'm listening to the rhyme scheme. Who was your favorite band, Runner or DMC? DMC. Yeah. Yeah. I'm listening to the rhyme scheme, and I'm like, it sounds pretty simple, you know. I think I might be able to do that. So <laughs> he goes in his house. I go in my house, and we come out in one hour. He does his rap. Everybody start laughing. I do mine, and they start raising their eyebrows. What was your first rap, man? I don't even remember, You don't remember your first rap, Willie? I I can't remember. Right. Whatever it was, I I mean, I couldn't fuck with Run DMC. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Whatever it was, you know, it was good enough to know to make them raise their eyebrows. Right. You knew, you saw, you had, you sensed that power. Yeah. When they did that, I was like, oh, shit. Maybe it's something, you know? Right. So, so. I wrote, I think that, that night I wrote about eight bars mm-hmm. in an hour. Right. So after that, I wrote another eight bars. So I, now I got a 16. You got a 16. And then. You got a mean 16. Then I wrote, then I, then I wrote another 16. So you got two 16s in your pocket yeah. right now. And but did, the did first you... time, but the first 16 I wrote, I would go around rapping that 16. And anytime somebody tried to battle me, I would rap that 16. And when I get to the end, I'll be like, you know what, man? I ain't going to even go no more, you fool. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't, I'm wasting my time. Right, right. And everybody, woo. But I ain't know. I ain't had no more raps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ran out. Yeah, yeah. I ran out. So so I, I didn't have anything else to say. Right. So so yeah. how did how did it get from doing these these raps with your friends to, like, being a professional thing? Like, how did you run into the legendary Jay Prince, man? What What it was is that 
the way it progressed is that I, I wrote a 16, then I wrote another 16, then I wrote it. Now I got a, now I got a whole song. Right. And did you know about and writing then, songs? Because most motherfuckers just write. No. Nah, just I, write I wrote, before they learn how to write a song. Nah, I, I wrote, I was just, I basically was mimicking the, the, the structure of, of some of the other artists. Right, right. I was like, okay, they they doing this many lines. At that time, we called them lines, not bars. So you were really so studying like, the song yeah. writing process, which is amazing. Yeah, and I was studying LL Cool J, too. Because right, right. I, what I liked about LL Cool J was his, his use of words. He had a great vocabulary. He didn't, he didn't, yeah, he had an extensive vocabulary. He didn't just use, you know, like those predictable words. Right. And, and I liked the idea that sometimes, oftentimes, you didn't know how he was going to end the rap. Right. Uh, you know, how he was going to end the rhyme part. So I don't like people finishing my rhyme. Don't say my fucking rhyme before I say it. Right. Don't don't figure so, my shit out. Exactly. So, you know, I try not to write that type of rap right. where somebody can finish any one of my lines. Right, right. So that's the way I started writing. And then I started battling. And the first time I battled, I went to this place called Flashes. Club. Nightclub. Nightclub. And I went up against Romeo Poet and the Raw Flush. At that point, Romeo Floyd, Romeo Poet was a, a solo artist, and then he teamed up with the Raw Flush. These two dudes were they, they were like the coldest cats in the city. They, when, they had the when it comes to battling. They had it on lock. Yeah, they had it on lock. So I went on. Were was you nervous when you went? Unbeknownst you? to me, right. man, I was nervous. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> I was too stupid to be nervous. Right, I right. was too. I was too. I was crazy, right, man. Right, I, right. Like I didn't care. You know, I was went up on stage. Now they was beatboxing. They had the They had an actual beatboxer. They had a they had DJ. The they had the beatbox machine. They had. They were. Ooh. And they had the DJ. <laughs> they had three rappers. Did they have the echo chamber? No, nah, I don't know about all that. Right, 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 right. But they had. They were a a crew. They were they were well oiled, and they rocked the house like rocked it and i then here here i go i get on stage i don't even have music i'm <laughs> i'm getting on stage and i rap acapella right boo boo get the fuck off stage get out your ass off stage boo 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 so i cuss the crowd out <laughs> you know you know that's that's rule yeah. number numero uno man you don't you know, cuss the crowd. Man, I cussed the crowd Fuck out. You. I cussed the crowd out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'll be back. Okay. You know, so one week later, I came was back. You, was you tight? Was you tight when you went home? Like, Because how does it feel to get booed, man? Felt pretty bad. Right. But like again, but again, <laughs> but again, but again, like I say, I'm vengeful. Right, right. So uh, I, wanted, I wanted to get them back. Right. I wanted to get the so, crowd so back. So you wrote specific rhymes for these cats. So I went back and I was like, I'm, I'm a. I just had I had to step my game up, so right. I studied what they did. I said, okay, so first of all, I got to give me some music. Right. So I got some music, and I, I I came back the next week, and I did a rap again. This time, I didn't win, but I didn't get booed either. Right. So. So was it? What was it? Was it? They they won. They won. But they, you, they won the next like maybe. I had to go against them maybe. I think six, seven times Damn. before I finally won. Wasn't nobody tapping you on the shoulder like, yo, son, stay home, man. Leave them dudes alone. No. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't have listened anyway because right. I, I thought that I was closing in on them. <laughs> yeah, you knew you every was closing. Week, every week yeah. I felt like I was getting a little closer, you know. And I knew it was getting a little closer when they would come up and shake my hand. Like, right, right, right. And, that was kind of And dope. then I said, hey, what you going to say? And stuff like that. They started, they, they, they felt like, me coming. this mother? And was, was like, your name Willie D from the, from yeah. the Okay, you never had yeah. no. I got, Willie D came. I got I got the name Willie D in the in the 10th grade. Right. My, my best friend, Ronald Hopes, he was like, man, they got Billy D. 
and we got Willie, Willie D. And it stuck. <laughs> so you were named after Billy D. Williams, man. Well, nah, I was inspired by. But I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm inspired by Billy D. <laughs> yeah, drinking that Colt 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I started battling, right? And after about the sixth time, six, seven time, I finally won. And then, it, yo, how did that feel? How up, did that feel? It man? felt real good. I mean, I felt like I was. I felt like I had climbed the mountaintop. Right. What? Did, how? What was their response? They were dejected because they was the kings. <laughs> Yo, you you dethroned the kings. It was they were dejected. So, but after a while, you know, I, I, we started battling at this place called Rhinestone. And Rhinestone right. is the most famous club in Houston of all time. Right. That was the spot that you battle. The battle raps was be on Sunday nights, mm. and it went till it, the club would close at four in the morning, and you start battling at like the battle rap part portion would start around two thirty. Right. Every every morning. Right. right. People would. Miss work, be late for work to watch the battle rap. Dudes would come from New York to battle. They, were they coming after they you would now? Come to battle. They was just coming for me and anybody that was that because they heard about this 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 rap contest right. in Houston. Right, right. <laughs> what was the prize, man? It was it was corny, man. It was like a hundred. It was like a like hundred bucks <laughs> right. or something, and then we didn't give getting didn't even get all the money ever. Uh, they took t- they took tax out, man. Dude named Big Steve, man. Big, Big Steve tax you, my nigga. Nigga still owe me a few dollars, man. <laughs> well, he you gave you like eighty seven dollars. But we was just so. But my thing was that I was. We was just see back then. It was a pride thing, right? The money was of cool. Of course, we didn't do it. The, for money, the money was cool, but we wanted the pride more than it was about pride more than anything. Right. Like I'm the top dog. Right. Can't nobody beat me. And once we got over to the rhinestone, I kind of basically took over. Right. And so you was winning. Consistently. I was winning consistently right. and mostly. Right. And then the last 13 weeks it was open. I won every week in a 13 row. 13 in a row. 13 in a row. Even Vanilla Ice came out there four, 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 four weeks. He came out there and I, How was Vanilla I smashed Ice, him. How, was he, was he? he was the thing that I liked about Vanilla Ice is that he was courageous. Right. The dude was fearless. Like he would get up on the stage and he'd rap and that that was the, it was a two was he part. the only white boy in the yeah. joint? It was two yeah most of the time. Right. It was a two part a series for the contest. The first part was you do a regular rap, and then if you made it to the to the uh, uh, second final, round. The, right. to the second round, you know you, that's the battle rap part. Right. And so people would automatically cheer for him so they can get him in the in the battle rap so part. So he could eat his ass up. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how he would always he would, he ended up in the battle rap part every time. And I remember he used to rap and he he, he would be up like he had a mic and he'd be like all in my face like oh word yeah he just he just came at you yeah like like he was serious he was serious yeah but I that's a good story I respected that though did you respect when he blew up afterwards man yeah I actually told Jay to sign him really. I told Jay to sign him. Actually, I, I watched this demo tape. It was on a VHS. Right. And you know, this is something you can't make up. Of course, right? of course. So I'm in I'm in Jay's office, and he asked me what I think. I say, man, he can't really rap that good. Right. But, but he's he got he's heartless. But, no, right. I said he can't really rap that good. His rap is it's okay. Right. But he can dance, and he white. I sign him. And why didn't he? Why didn't Jay sign him, man? Jay later said that he wanted to sign him, but he had left it up to his partner, Cliff. Right. Cliff, Cliff Blodgett was his partner at the time, and he thought that Cliff had signed him. And he said that he re- I recently heard him say in an interview that that uh, <laughs> when he heard the music on the, on the radio, 
he he was like, "Ooh, we got a hit," you know. <laughs> he thought he, he called Cliff, and Cliff said, "Nah, man, I didn't sign him. I was, <laughs> I was waiting on you." Doom, 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 do, do, do. Yeah, he thought that was his record. Yeah, I, I saw him because he he was he was performing at a club in Dallas. Right. It, it, the, the the tape was a a tape of him performing in, in a club in Dallas, and he did Ice Ice Baby and that uh, one of those other songs. Right. That was a big song. That's a crazy that story. That second song right. that was for him. That's crazy But I, I sat in the office. I watched that video, and I said, sign him. Right. I said, you should sign him. So how, what was your relationship with James, with, with Jay like, man? Like, 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 when did he, when did you meet him? The way me and Jay met was, was through my barber. Right. We had the same barber. We, we're both from Fifth Ward. Okay. You know, so Jay was from one side, like the, the park that he claimed that they claimed on that side was called Tuffley Park. Right. And the park that I claimed, what, you know, from my side was Sweeney Park okay. in the bottom. So my barber used to always tell me that I should sign with rap a lot mm-hmm. because Jay got the money and I got mm-hmm. the talent. Mm-hmm. And he had one of those, what they call it, tracheotomy? Trek, yeah, yeah, like one of those. those yeah. Like, 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 what, yeah. Cool. And he, he, would, he would talk like this, say, man. You and you and Jay, y'all need to get together. Was that breath getting on the back of your neck, my nigga? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I would have said something. Right, right. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, that's yeah. your throat breath, my dude. No, he was like, man, <laughs> man, y'all need to get together. Right, y'all need to get together and make a, uh, you know, make a uh, make make music, man. I, I got, to, you know, you got the talent, right, and and he got the money, right. Y'all put that together, y'all. Make this music, man. Y'all blow up and then make a movie and put me in it. <laughs> that was his thing. That was his thing. He wanted to be in a movie. Yeah. So, so when did you for, for about a year? Right. He wrote me about this because every time, every time that I would come to the barbershop, he would tell me how people were saying that I was getting off on people at the club right. the, the prior Sunday. So finally, I just gave him my phone number to give to Jay. And I seen Jay in the barbershop a couple of times, you know, while I was there. And he just get, come in and, you know, get his cut and then walk, walk out. out. And I did the same thing. Right, and right. I was like, I ain't saying nothing to him. <laughs> Shit, he know who I am. Yeah, you knew who he I'm was. I'm Willie D. You know, he know. He, he been in the club while I was in the club. Right, he, he seen, seen he me smashing these bars. He, 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 he want, you know, he want me to sign him to come to me. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, I'm I'm ignorant, man. You know, talk, like, talk to me like a goddamn yeah, man. Yeah, I'm arrogant and shit, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm stupid like some of these other cats are today, right, right. you know, thinking that, you know, this man needs me. You know what I'm saying? I guess we did in a way need each other. Right. But but I but he had money. I didn't. Right. So I probably needed him more. Of course. So but I, yeah, I, did, I didn't I didn't catch it early on, man. And I finally gave him. Thank God I gave Harvey my number. And Jay called me in a couple of weeks. I came in. I did an audition, slammed it and he gave me a contract. And I initially signed a, a solo deal. Right. Because you didn't want to be in a group, right? No, I didn't want to be well, in a group. Why not? Just because of all of the different conflicting personalities, right. the, the turmoil that groups face, the, you know, the, the egos. I just never, I've I seen all the great groups break up. Mm-hmm. And I e- just, even, I never, even that early. See, I, I don't like doing, if, if I do something, I, I want to be committed to it. Right. I don't like, I don't like saying, you know, you know, you're my friend, and then I just stop fucking with you. Right, right, right. You know, I ain't that. I ain't no wishy washy type dude. I'm very, very loyal. You know, you got to do some dirty shit to me, right, for me to just really, really stop messing with you. So, how'd it go from you being a single artist, a solo artist, to the Ghetto Boys? Jay asked me to write some songs for Ghetto Boys. Right. The, the well, group that was the, the the original Ghetto Boys, right. 
who were already formatted. Mm-hmm. He asked me to write some songs. And the, na- the name was already there. He came up with the name. The name was already there. Right. He had, they had already did a single and put out an album. Right. And it, they, it was they time pop, to put they out pop, a new were album. Were they popping at the time? It was had some success, some regional success. So it was time to put out a new album. And he wanted me to write a couple songs for the new album. Right. I was already writing on my solo album. Right, right. And he, he was like, I want you to write something for the Ghetto Boys. So I wrote it. I wrote Size. I mean, I wrote, I wrote Do It Like a Geo and mm. Let a Hope Be a Hope. Right. He was like, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. So he wanted to take the group in a different direction. Right. And the other cats wasn't really feeling it. Was it, was it too hard for them? Let a hoe be a hoe was too hard for them because right. they had girl for a girlfriend and wife. Uh, so they, so they, they, like, they, had uh, that, they had those shackles on them. Yeah, well, I, I really want to know if say say it was shackles. But they had those, li- him, those, those limitations that they couldn't go past that or they didn't feel comfortable going past I that. I mean, they had certain standards. I right. mean, that was their standard. Right, it was right. like I didn't I, – well, Johnny C was like, I'm not doing this type of rap, right. period. And right. I got to respect them for that. Of course. Um, and And – Jukebox was going to actually be in the group. When we went to the studio for the first day, Jukebox was actually in the group. But going backwards, getting back to where I was at first, uh, they didn't really want to do it. So Jay came to me one night, came by my house. He was like, man, I want you to be a ghetto boy. Right. You know, what you think about being a ghetto boy? Right, right, right. I said, I don't want to be no group. <laughs> I don't want to be on no group. Right, right. And he was like, man, you know, uh, and I got this dude, you know, I got this boy over here on the south side named DJ Action. Man, I'm going to put y'all together. Mm-hmm. You D, you Action and Jukebox, mm-hmm. man. Y'all, you know, y'all be the new ghetto boys. Like, Jay, I ain't trying to be in no group. And then Jay, in his persuasive manner, was like, what? Do it for me. Right. Because <laughs> he had you know, done so much for you at that yeah, point. Yeah, he had, he had, you know what I right. mean? He invested in my dreams, man. Right. Nobody else was investing in my dreams. Right. So when you met DJ Action, which is, which yeah. is who became Scarface, man, what was your first impression of him? My first impression was that he had it. Right. I mean, he had the skills. To, I was like, I, I felt comfortable that we could handle it. Right. I was like, because I, I was heard, heard what Jukebox was doing, and I knew what I could do, and then I heard, I heard, the original version of the song Scarface. Mm-hmm. And that was my, the first thing that I heard from him. Right. And, uh, man, what was that other song he had? It was another song he had to, I said, yeah, he got it. He got, got it. it. Right. Yeah, he got it. Let's go. Right. So I felt confident, confident that, that we could take care of business. What happened yeah, to as, Jukebox? As, man? With the night of the first night of recording Jukebox quit the group because he had some personal issues. issues right. So when Jukebox quit the group, now we're down to a two-man crew. Right. And we're writing around the clock. We're recording. And this is like maybe a day later or something like that, day or two later. Bill is sitting in the studio drinking a 40-ounce rapping Public Enemy. Yes. Right. The rhythm, the rebel. Now, now Without you- a pause, I'm lowering <laughs> my level. And a light comes on in my head. And I'm like, man. Let's put Bushwick in the group. Was it his size? Was it was it was it was it his pers- like his like his whole thing like the the style, his rhymes, it was his personality, and the fact that he was you know challenged height wise. Well, it really wasn't the style. It was yeah. it was strictly the fact that he could he he was rapping Public Enemy. I mean that's Public Enemy. That was right. Chuck style, right. you know. So he was rapping Public Enemy. And he was a midget. He was rapping. <laughs> he was rapping and he was spitting 
You know, even though it was somebody else's stuff, he was spitting and he was a midget. And I was like, that's a good gimmick. You ain't never seen no midget, no rapping. And I, I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, I never heard, yeah, I never seen a, a midget rapping before. Right, right. So I, I thought that, that would be, I thought that would be, be something good to give us some, give us an edge, right. give us an angle. Or, or like we said, I don't, I hate uh, gimmick, over, but the yeah, gimmick, right. It was a gimmick. And I, and I, when I, when I spoke on it, everybody started laughing. Right. They didn't believe and I, him. And I was like, yeah, they didn't Because they didn't believe. believe in him. Yeah, they didn't. Right. I was like, nah. what, what the hell was he doing in there? He was just hanging out. Right. See, see, Bushwick initially was a dancer for the Ghetto Boys. Right. So he's on that first album cover. Right. But he was a dancer. He was not a an official member of, like a rapper. Right. So when I seen him, I was like, no. Nah. I was like, no. Nah. Everybody started laughing. I was like, no, nah, man, I'm serious. You know, let me write something for him. I say, you know, people go, I say, no offense, Bill, but if I saw a midget rapping, you know, I'd be tripping like you a stop. You would stop. Yeah. I say, that's going to give, I say, that's going to make them look at us, but let me write them something and I'm going to make the motherfuckers take him seriously. Right. You know? So I took him downstairs into the breakfast area and I was like, man, I asked him some questions about himself. And I embellished it with what it, what I thought it might be like to walk in his shoes. And I came up with size ain't shit. Mm. Three days later, Bill recorded it and he nailed it. He nailed it. And that's how he became a ghetto boy. Right, that's and that's how he became a rapper. That's crazy. Now, you listen, man, like, like, like we know that your pen game is crazy, but in a group with, 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 with dynamic, like, like ginormous images like Scarface and Bushwick, what was your role, man? I mean, my role, man, was was really the dude that was the the the, the political thinker in the right. group. I was the guy that was like, okay, what's what are the issues? What's right. what are out there? What are the hot button issues going on? Let's talk about that shit. And then when it came as far as stylistically, I was a loud dude. I'm gonna you know, shout my way through Run this DMC. shit. Yeah, I'm the loud dude. I'm gonna shout my I'm way through cool this Jay. shit. And, 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 and Bill role was to be, you know, the, the, the humorous guy, the you clown. know, comic relief, right, the right. clown. Right. And, and, and Brad role was to be the smooth, cool, laid back dude. Right. And, and, that, and if you, if you watch for years, we played it exactly like that. Mm-hmm. And they continued to play it like that, but I modified my style somewhat to, you know, to take, to take my shit to another level. Right. But, and not to say that, you know, what they had going for them was what's not working. And and still and does not work today, but just for me, I just felt like you know it was time for me to switch it up, you know, right. because I I thought that I could do better. Of course, yeah. Yo, what? How did y'all? Yo, one of the greatest rap records of all time. You already know was Mind mm-hmm. Playing Tricks on Me. Like that that that's the record that when I heard it, I was like, oh shit, right? Like Houston, to me, mm-hmm. like Houston has arrived. Right. Like how did y'all create that record, man? Like how'd you come up with your lyrics, man? Yeah. First of all, Brad brought the song to the tape. Right. You know, he got the idea from his grandmother. His grandmother would always say, you know, when she lose something, she said, my mind playing tricks on me. So he took that, a light went off, and it came on. And he had, he wrote uh, like three verses right. to the song. He wrote the first three verses. Well, not the first three verses. He wrote the first. Well, he had, the song basically was written. Right. And when Jay heard the song, he was like, this need to be a ghetto boy song. Cause right. he had actually wrote it for, for himself. His, himself. Right. And Jay was like, this needs to be a ghetto boy song. And look, let's put Willie D on here. Right. So I went in the studio and I wrote my verse to the song. So he ended up with the first verse. That's why he ended up with two verses. Right. Because he wrote, he rapped the first verse. I came in, then he came in on the second one and he gave Bill the last one, the third, right. the fourth, fourth verse. Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you ever think, man, like, number one, that record is so big, the, the, the hook is big, but, like, looking back, man, like, your, your lyric, man, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I got big money. I drive big cars. Everybody Make know me. Make big money, drive big cars. Is, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I'm a superstar. Like, like, that record has been not only sampled, uh, like the clips made a song about that, like yeah. big. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like the game got like you inspired. So, what was it? What about that? That 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 other people had to get a piece of that, man. Like, were you surprised I, that so many people sampled that, man, and created their own songs? Yeah, for I, your lyric. Yeah, I was because first and foremost, to do that back in the day would have been considered biting. Right. So I never would have thought somebody would have would have re- recorded it. Right. But so many and, but, times. Yeah. But the thing is, is that. Today, that's considered to be an honor, right. and and that's the way I see it. Like, right. You know, I'm honored that these dudes would hear, you know, something that came out of my head. These 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 monsters of rap, okay, right. and to take something that came out of my head and, and recreate it and put it in and their keep own it fresh still, man. And, yeah, and, and and put it in their own in, in their own form. And and rappers are still doing it today, not just in the United States; it's all over the world. Uh, we're making clearances for that song, and and specifically those those words that I that I actually spit. Right, it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. But I had I had no idea. I didn't even know mind plicks mind playing tricks was anything special. Really? I, yeah, I, I I can't lie. <laughs> when I when I I didn't know how to pick songs right. back then. I know how to pick a song now. Right. I'm real good at it now. But back then, I just my whole idea, and even to this day, when I go into the studio, I don't go in the studio to make a hit song. I never try to make a hit record. I go in the studio to make a classic record. Right. And the difference is, is that the hit record is determined by purchases. Purchases is determined by how many people go to the store and buy it. Right. You know, a classic is determined by time. A classic is timeless because you got hit records that nobody play anymore. Right. Nobody cares about nobody has ever even heard. But mind playing tricks is yeah, the test of all time my kids people hear record. through the years. Like it's, it's my, my kids, one of my yeah, kids. It's mind song. playing tricks. It's let a hoe be a hoe. It's read these Nikes. It's head hoes. Right. You know, it's it, it's world is a ghetto. I mean, it's on and on and on. These are classic songs that no people can never, that are going to be in the annals of, of, of hip hop history, music history. Right. So so my, my idea when I make a, when I, my process is to go in and if, if I'm talking about Socks. I'm finna make the coldest damn sock song you ever heard. And I'm gonna make sure I cover all the bases about socks. Right, right, right. Anything you can think of, I'm finna cover it. I'm gonna make the sock anthem. Right. So I go in to make the classic. That's lo- what I do. How long does it take you, man, to write a song, man? It just depends. Sometimes right. it comes right away. Sometimes it's, that song is written in you know thirty minutes or so. And sometimes you got. Sometimes like, I got to write a verse. I come back, and then I, I I may take another day to come back and write it. I mean, I, mean, I never it never takes me weeks or nothing right. like nothing like that. Something something insane like that. But you know, some some sometimes I have to you know walk away and then come back and then. You know, sometimes I got to include the rewriting process. Right. Sometimes I hear and I say, OK, this is cool, but I think this could be even mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm constantly trying to make the song better right. until I actually record the song. Right. And if I record it and then I'm going to listen to it. And if it's right, if it's in pocket, I know when it's in pocket. Yeah. I know when I got them. And if I'm unsure, I'm not going to release it. It might be one thing missing. But I'm not gonna put the song. Uh, I'm sure you and Jay had some fights about that. No, 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 no. See, the thing about 
the thing about me and Jay is that we have that same kind of chemistry. Like sometimes I write stuff and I'm right on the money. Other times I might write something and Jay say, nah, man, I ain't feeling that. Okay. Well, what you want? Okay. Go in there and give it to right, him. Right, 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 right. I ain't never had to come back twice. Twice, right. That's crazy. If he say, I say, what you want then? That's crazy. Let's go in. Okay, bam. He said, yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about. Yo, you know, yeah. Did you have any idea that the Ghetto Boys would be such a pioneering group? I hope for that. Right. Because so when, we, you, when we first started, when we first started, this reporter from the Houston Chronicle asked us, what are you going to do? After you guys blow up, like, what are you going to do once you get money? Right, right now, you get you guys are on your way up. You know, you, you, you're, not, you're still basically living in the hood. You're not you're not making big money and all that kind of stuff. But what are you going to do once you get the big money? Right. What are you going to do? I was like, well, I was like, well, man, we're going to do the same thing that we're doing. now. We're going to talk about the same things, because as long as. You have civilizations. You're going to have have and have not. You're going to have people. You're going to have injustice. Right. You're going to have racial tension. You're going to have you know, pollution. You're going to have crooked cops forever. And you were calling this out early, man. Yeah. Like you've been you've been like, on your pollution like, for a yeah, long time, like, man. You're going to always you're going to always have you're going to always have these type of issues. And then and they, uh, I remember me and Brad. Shortly after that, we're sitting around and we're like, kind of like daydreaming about what we want to do, you know, what we want to be at as a group. Right. And I was like, man, I can't remember exactly what Brad said, but I just, I do remember what I said. And I said, I want to be around for 20 years wow. so, so we can be legends, right, so right. we can be considered legends. That's crazy. And I don't want to just be around. I want to be relevant 20 years later. I want to be able to do it at a, at a high level. Cats wasn't even thinking about being relevant. Well, we, and see, the thing is that we didn't have, there was no precedence right. for us back then because rap was still in its infant stages. It was so brand new at that time. We didn't have any artists that had been around 20 years, 25 years. So I had to look at the rock artists and the mm -hmm. R&B artists mm -hmm. and look at them and say, I want to be like them. Right. I want to be a, like, considered a legend. Right. And that, I, I think it's, and, it, and it, was that was that your motivation? Man? I, yeah, yeah. I, I think that you. I don't want to just do like I don't do anything if I ain't trying to be the best at doing it. I want to be the best. Right. If I do, I don't give a damn what I'm doing. If, if man, if I'm trying, man, it doesn't matter if I'm rapping. It doesn't matter if I'm I'm selling houses. <laughs> it doesn't matter if 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 I'm having sex. I'm trying to be the best. <laughs> right. Right. At what I'm, I am trying to be the absolute best that I could be. I ain't trying to do it just to do it. Yo, you came ready when you knocked out Melly Mel, man. Yeah. You definitely came ready with that, man. So, what do you think now, man, about the South being on top, man? And just the, the music—it's the it's Southern music that drives the, the the rap industry right now. How do you feel about that? To be honest, man, I ain't—I'm not really caught up in the region being on top. Right. I I, I just want it to be opportunity. Mm -hmm. I, I I'm cool with the the. What I like about the South is that they leveled the playing field. Right. That's the part I like more than anything. I'm not one of those dudes. Y'all like, ain't, ain't fucking le level the playing field. Y'all bulldoze that shit. Yeah, but what I'm y'all bulldoze but what that I'm, shit. My main thing is that is to say that you know the, the door is open for right. opportunity for all of anybody. Course. Whether it doesn't matter if if now it's it's not just about being from New York or L.A. or Toronto. Or, 
Which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, you, you know, like you, you can be from anybody. You right. got cats coming from Houston. You got Atlanta on top. You got, you know, people coming from Chicago and Memphis, and and it goes on and on. It's going sooner or later. It's real soon. It's going to be somebody else's time. Course, it's going to be course. another little city's time. Or some internet. I mean, you know, skeptics yeah. coming up in the UK right now, I, which is crazy. What I like about it is I like I like diversity, and I like I like it that that people have a shot. You know, right. I want to see the. You know, I think it's it's a hell of a story to see a, a, a Canadian rapper. Who would have ever thought a Canadian rapper would Half be Jewish. the biggest rapper yeah, yeah. in the game? In the game. Who would have ever thought something nah, I, like I that? I wouldn't have seen that, man. You know, who would have ever thought that, that we'd have, you know, Eminem doing record numbers like he do, right. you know, and having these huge concerts and stuff, a white right. guy. Talented like rap. that. Because we, we Rich, saw with, we Rich, saw with yeah. Vanilla Ice, but yeah. with the ta- like his yeah. pen game. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. my point. Yeah. It, the um, pen game. Did New York give you a hard time, man? Coming up, coming up early yeah, on, yeah. boo the shit out of us. Like who, man? Like where was you at, man? No, we, I, we were at the Palladium. Okay. <laughs> when we first came, they to probably the, saw Bill, and yeah. they was like, "Boo!" No, no, no. They booed us because we was using the words "bitch" and "hoe." Uh, like this was the time. Was this, this was when when it, that just was not acceptable. Right. And so you're like, God damn, man! I, I came to New York and got booed. I was mad. I was like, "We gonna get the motherfuckers back." <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Same shit. Yeah, I Same was like, shit. yeah, we're going to get them back. We'll get them. Because cause the way this side went. So we 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 walk into the building from the backstage area. And then this, this dude, like big old six foot nine dude that's a security guy. You know how New York dudes, yeah, yeah, yeah. real security guy. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're security, you look like security. Of course, of course. So dude is tiring over us. And we walk in. And he's mean mugging us. This doesn't doesn't never ha- has never happened. Right. So he's mean mugging us. I'm like, what the fuck wrong with him? You know, like we think we like, like the ghetto boys. Yeah, we like, click on this nigga. What you know, like so we walk through and then we they say our name. They say up nine ghetto boy. Boo! This is the the, the booze just ringing oh, down. Didn't even let you t- get on the mic. They booing us, and and it's like a hundred journalists there because oh. they tripping over this song we got called "Mind of a Lunatic." Right. So they are there to cover, you know, it, they they're there to cover that. So people boo boo boo. They booed us so long, man. They started booing us in shifts. <laughs> it like, was waves. It was waves. Man, <laughs> man, they booed us to the left. Right. They sat down. At first, everybody was collectively booing. Boo, 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 right, boo, right, boo, right. boo, boo. And then, after they started getting tired, they was like, these motherfuckers ain't going to leave the stage. Right, right. And we just kept on rapping. And Brad came by me. He was like, man, these motherfuckers ain't feeling this shit. What you want to do, Will? I said, man, we, we ain't come all the way down here to motherfucker get off the stage. We, man, we finna do this shit. Right, right, right. So we kept on going. We kept going. So, <laughs> so after, uh, after about 20 minutes... The crowd was so restless, we started getting two minutes in at a time with no booze. Right. You know, that kind of thing. We wore them out. Right, right. But they kept booing the whole, but throughout the 30-minute set, they were like booing, 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 booing. So the whole time, it was two girls up front, two very attractive girls up front, and they were singing every single word to every single song. And you saw this. And we... And we realized I, we met them later on, right? And we re- and they told us they were from Houston. Okay, that's good. That's <laughs> so crazy. They, so they were representing, right? They, right. That's 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 dope. They man. was representing. That's dope, man. So, but after that, like, when we got to the end of the song, this was a time. This was at the time when Trouble T. Roy had had his accident. Heavy D's dancer, right. yeah, 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 fell, uh huh, and died. It was the same same event. 
No, no, no. It wasn't the same event. Right. But this happened just maybe weeks before. Right, that, right, right. A few weeks before. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And I was like, at the end of our set, I was like, hey, yo, I know y'all don't give a fuck about us, but I know somebody y'all do give a fuck about. Trouble T. Roy. And everybody start, oh, yeah. Ooh. That's smart, man. And I say, yeah. So at the count of one, two, three, I want everybody to say, peace to Trouble T. Roy. One, two, three. Peace to Trouble T. Roy. I say, yeah, motherfuckers, we'll be back. Bam! <laughs> Slam the microphone. Yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and one year later, dun, 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 sold out Madison Square Garden. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's great. Listen, man, I could, you know, you know, I could talk to you, man, forever, yeah. man. But the yeah. fans want to know, man. It's the last question, man. When we get no, that, when we get in that ghetto I don't boys, know, man. when I don't we get in that ghetto boys album, <laughs> I know y'all did the Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. I know Brad said he wasn't ever going to do it, man. Yeah. But, but where we at, man? We need that, man. It's 2016. You motherfuckers are still doing shows. The songs are still relevant. I mean, you out here, man, getting all these white people and coons all mad and shit. You know what I'm saying? Face lost all this weight. Face lost all that weight, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Bill is around. When, when we getting this album, man? I, I I really don't know, man. I mean, I've always been up to doing GB albums. Um, shit, if it wasn't for me, we wouldn't have done the last three albums. Right, right. You know, I'm, I, you know, I've like, hey, man, I'm do like, let's do this shit. Let's just do it. But you know, everybody got to be on board, of course. And right, right now, you know, Brad ain't on board, and so if he ever gets on board and. Everybody's still alive. What about Bill? Is Bill is Bill on board? <laughs> uh, yeah, Bill down. Yeah, Bill down. You know? Your face, man. Come on, stop playing, B. Yeah, I mean, I'm, the thing is, is that it's got to be right for everybody. Of course, of course. The situation's got to be right. Of course. You know, we don't just do it because Brad wants to do it. Right. You know, it's got to be. It's, right. it's, a, it's a group, man. It's, yeah, it's it's got to be right for everybody. Right. So I'm waiting on that, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope I don't have to wait a long time, man. Yeah. Listen, Willie, man, you you're very active on social media, man. Tell them where they can find you on Twitter. Willie D Live. Okay. That's, that's Willie D Live, W-I-L-L-I-E-D Live. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, also, you can follow me on Facebook, which, where I'm very active at. Also, at Willie D Official. Willie D Official. Check me out, man. And, you know, I'm coming for these coons. If they're cooning, I'm, I'm coming from them. I'm coon hunting right now. Yo, you know what, man? I almost forgot, man. I love your advice column for the youth impressment. How the fuck did they get you right. to, to write an advice column? Like, help! I, I, I'm, I'm having sex with my 17 year old babysit. Like, like right. you really giving these people advice, man? Yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for three years. That's crazy. How did yeah. how'd you how'd you get that, man? Man, I called them. Right. Well, actually, what I did, I called a friend of mine, Shay Sereno. Yo, and Shay. First and foremost, yo, Shay is my dude, man. Yeah. Shay's my dude, and the last time I went to. To South by Southwest, Austin, Texas. He put it. He put. He put some money in my pocket. Yo, Shay, man, I fuck with you, man. Shay always looking out for people, man. Yeah. You know, she, he, Shay, Shay is one of our ambassadors in Houston. That's dope, man. But but he 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 looked out for me. He was. I called him and I said, "Say, man, I want to write for the Houston Press. Who do you know over there?" And he was like, "You know, I, I'm gonna call my buddy Chris over there." You know, so he called Chris Gray, who's my editor, right, and. He got me on the phone with Chris, and I said, "Yeah, I want to." He said, "I said, yeah, I want to write for you." He said, "He was like, are you, are you kidding me, man?" He's <laughs> like, "Are you kidding? Are you, are you, are you just fucking with me?" And I was like, "No, nah, man." I said, "I want to write." I said, "I want to write an advice column for the Houston Press." Right. And he was like, 
He said, yeah, man, that would be that would be real cool. I guess, uh, you know, I guess you just can kind of like send us an example of right. something that you, you know, what you can do. And um, shit, I sent him something right over because at the time I was on, um, what was that platform? It was another. MySpace? No, it was, it was. Mi gente? Form Spring, I think, or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I ain't fuck with that one, but yeah, yeah. Right. I was on that and I was re- really active and I just did some cut and paste and showed them, you know, because people were asking me questions on there. But you're good with your answers, man. How yeah. are you so goddamn good with your questions, with your I answers? Live, living, man. Right. And I'm fair. Right. See, 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 the thing is, it's not about, it's not what you have to do as, as an, as an advice columnist, even if when you, it's like when you're giving advice to a friend. Right. You have to take your emotions out of it. And put yourself in their shoes. Well, you have to take your emotions out of it and just tell the person, you know, give the person rational advice. Like, like I got a, I got, you know, a, I got a, a sister that lives in L.A. She's thinking about coming back to Houston. Right. And I tell her, don't come. Stay in L.A. You know, you got opportunity there. Stick it out. Well, she got other friends that say, what? Come back to Houston. Right. But they're asking, they're saying come back to Houston for selfish reasons. Of course. They, they miss they, their homie. Yeah, because they want to, you know, they want to hang out with right, her right. And, and, and kick it with her and want to see her more often. I want to see her more often too. But I want her to, to excel. I want to see her reach her full potential. You know, I want to see her get the best. So, you know, I have to sacrifice my happiness for her happiness. Right. So that's how it is giving advice to people, man. You got to remove your, Yo, it, you have it, to remove your emotions. It's so good, man. Has that changed your life too, man? Has that, has that opened you up more? I mean, the thing about, I love about you, so man, be it y'all or Bun or whoever, man, they really, like, they really support their home team, man. Mm-hmm. Like, has that changed your life? Well, nah, not, not, not really because I've been doing this. I've, right. I've, I've been giving advice for a long time. Right, right. I, if you listen to the records, I'm giving advice in the records. When's the book coming out, man? You got to write that book, man. I, I get your Steve Harvey on. I man. actually, I actually wrote a book. Okay. You know, I, I wrote a book that, that's an adaptation of the advice column. Right. So. How'd it do? I haven't put it out okay. yet, you know, so. You need to update it, that shit y'all, pub- y'all be publicists out there if y'all want to, <laughs> you know, y- 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 not publicists, but publishers out there. If y'all want to. Slide you a like, check. Like do business with me or whatever, man, hit me up. Slide you, know, you a real, check, man. Real talk. Yo, yeah. yo, Willie, man, like this is great, man. I really appreciate it, man. Anytime, man. When For you sure. come out with Coon 2, 3, 4, 5, only 5. I'm coming. Only 5. I, I might, man, I might go to 30, man. Yo, the Coon like, wrap up. The I'm, Coon wrap up. I'm, but I'm but I'm not going to get these coons a break ever again. Can't afford I'm, to. I'm man. never I'm never going to let them slide. You anymore. can't afford to, man. And and I am and I employ everybody else out there to do the same thing. Stop letting these coons get a pass just because they're black. A lot of people saying, "Well, you shouldn't. The black man shouldn't attack another black man." Okay, so we just going to let the black man fuck over us because mm. he black. He mm. get a pass, and it does more damage, man, because you, just, you're validating. The white power structure, man. It's the same thing with dealing with these dudes who are in a neighborhood, destroying the neighborhood mm-hmm. and making it dangerous for the children right. and the women to walk, you know, in the neighborhood. It's the same thing. If they ain't for us, they're against us. If you destroying the community, you know, you're not helping us. Right. If you're not helping, you're hurting. Yeah. So if you're making it unsafe for people to walk into the in the neighborhood. While black. It doesn't matter you got if you to go. Doesn't matter if you black. You know, 
it's it's the men because see the cops ain't gonna do it because they like it right. you know they love it because at some point they that's gonna, their job wh- who whatever dude that's shooting up the neighborhood at some point they're gonna shoot him up or they're gonna get him and they're gonna put him lock him up so they 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 the cops don't fear them at all they got them covered so they but they what they like is that they like those dudes because they want our neighborhoods destroyed mm-hmm. they want our families broken up they want our families torn it keeps them it keeps them hired keeps they, them employed they love it so the real men in, 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 in the neighborhood who really say, who really claim to love the neighborhood and love their children or whatever, they got to step up. And mm-hmm. I know some of these dudes is homies, mm-hmm. but homie got to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, homie get it too. <laughs> you know, like, 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 hey, man, you know, it's, it's like if, if you're not helping, you're hurting. It's time for the real man. Dude, you say you're real. Man, we, we are let's war, let's man. get on it. We, let's, we, are, we are war, man. Let's, I guess get, let, let's get on it, man. You know, the, the, anybody that ain't helping our community is hurting our community. Mm. And they must be eliminated. Mm. They got to be eliminated. We're going to give you a chance. Look here, man. Look here, dude. This is how we go. I know you've been doing it like this for a long time, brother, but this is how we doing it now. You down? You down? Cool. You ain't? Okay. I got, I got a little something for you. Good luck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Willie, man, thank you so much, man, and continued success, man. For sure. Looking, looking forward to seeing you again. For man. sure. Internets, Likewise. Thank you, man. Internet, you know what it is, man. Go to combatjackshow.com, man. Get that merchandise. Ladies, get that merchandise. Go to iTunes, man. So, you know, support us. Subscribe, rate, and comment. Go to SoundCloud, rate. And subscribe. And yo, man, once again, man, shout out to my peoples over at Monster, man. Y'all kept me up, man. I got a little bit of that that spring flu. And this right here is keeping me feeling like a champion. Internets, you know what it is, man. Dream those dreams and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams. Because a life without dreams is black and white. And the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Numenati! This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Menna. Executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow. Engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Networks production. Yo, this is at Barbershop Bobby. Man, what the fuck is Daddy-O smoking, man? How you sit there and let this nigga say he could, he could, he could fuck up? KRS-One, Rockem, and Big Daddy Kane. That nigga's not nice like that. He's a fuck. The fuck out of here. What the fuck is he smoking? That nigga is bugging the fuck out. There's been never no day in the history of rap from any Brooklyn nigga ever that came with some shit harder than what Rockem came with. He can't fuck with Big Daddy Kane. He can't fuck with KRS One. That nigga, he, he's on the bottom. He's not even on the fucking totem pole. The fuck is wrong with these niggas? Old ass niggas, man. The fuck? Now I stopped. I, I stopped listening to the fucking show after that. After he said that dumb shit, I just turned it off. I'll holler at you next week, niggas.